Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, it is yours truly once again, the Corporate Security Translator and also the author of So You Want to Get Into Corporate Security, hanging out today with my main man, Terrell Brown from Gusto. Man, this guy's coming with a bunch of stuff, prior comp, uh, hanging out with Facebook, hanging out with big companies like Novartis and like all these cool things. This guy is, I'm telling you, if there is somebody that can help you transition through your, uh, your, your military law enforcement, emergency services or federal careers into the corporate world this is the man that is your introduction mr terrell brown how are you sir and i'm doing great carlos especially now sitting here talking with you i always know when i come away from our conversations yeah. i'm a smarter man oh, i'm a smarter oh, man oh oh look at, let's get the clap on clap on for terrell brown everybody welcome 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 man. I am so happy, bud, that uh, you're able to make it and hang out with us here and really help, you know, those folks that are transitioning from the military, law enforcement, emergency services and federal careers into the corporate world. You got a, a pretty lengthy uh, corporate background. I mean, you know, you're doing a big time things with Gusto, man, which is uh, it's an awesome company. Um, and, and, you know, I. I'm I'm looking forward, man. Anything you got to kind of share with the folks? So I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna let you kick off, man. Why don't you start telling the little folks about you know your background and and you? Oh, uh, name's Terrell Brown. Uh, born and raised in the great state of Kansas. Um, great state. I- yeah. The great state of Kansas right there in the Bible Belt. But uh, yeah, I'm the baby of seven. So mm. came from a large family. They always like to say they found me on the side of the road when they were coming <laughs> down here from from Oklahoma. I don't I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. um, no. Started off my career uh, in law enforcement. Actually, started off when I was uh, as a cadet when uh, with the Central County Sheriff Department when I was in high school. I knew law enforcement was something I wanted to get into. <laughs> from there, went into uh, just basic patrols. Doing everything that you normally do, patrolling the streets, writing reports, all that good stuff. Right, and right. then uh, moving up, had the opportunity to work with uh, on the DEA task force, also work on the U.S. Marshal uh, Federal Absconder team, going and tracking down the worst of the worst. But uh, literally just um, anything, everything I could do to get um, as much knowledge uh, within that law enforcement realm. Man, and then and then you kind of go through this thing where you're like, you know, let me uh, try this corporate thing. How did that happen? So how was that transition from law enforcement into kind of the corporate realm? And uh, did, didn't you start with like the third party vendors first or something like that? And then you kind of got into cor- the, the corporate side of thing. How did how did that work? Yeah, to be honest with you, I honestly had no intention to go over into corporate security. You know, I mean, I have to tell the story, you know, I met my wife um, at a conference in Atlanta and, you know, things are working out. She wasn't moving to Kansas because it was just too cold. So I made the switch (laughs) down here, you know, to California, you know, and when I was down here, I was like, hey, took the post police officer standard training, uh, challenged that, got my post certification. I was like, hey, but I need something to eat. Off of, so I just jumped into security, doing basic security, you know, type work uh, because I literally wanted to get into law enforcement. And that's during the year, what I think it was like 2009, 2010, yep. when they were laying off law enforcement officers left and right. So I actually, I say I was lucky, but I really wasn't lucky. I, I had the opportunity to work for, for a company, a third-party vendor that actually 
I had the opportunity to really learn about corporate security. Right. Found out it was more than just shaking door handles, you know, and twisting doorknobs. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know what everybody thinks that security officers do, you know. But um, had the opportunity to learn this. Like, oh, there's many different facets when it comes to corporate security. You know, you can get involved in operations. You can get involved in security systems, investigations, executive oh, yeah. patrol. Oh, yeah. And that's just that's just on just the things you can do. But then working with third party vendors actually gave me the opportunity to work in different vertical markets. You know, I've worked in biofarm, I've worked in high rise, I've worked in high tech, you know, work doing all these different companies and having opportunities to see what is best out there and what's best practices. And it really gave me a, a really opened up my eyes to what uh, type of career you could have within corporate security. Man, you know, you know, we have our, our set questions that I like to ask and everything. And out of that set question, then I, I you, maybe you can kind of help me out with a couple of things. So one of those that I usually ask, kind of what are the critical points? What are the critical situations that you noticed that were different in the corporate world when you stepped in from back in your law enforcement days? That's the, usually the question that I ask. But you brought up a good point about, hey, you had a little time in tech. You had a little bit of time in biofarm, you know, and there's a lot of folks out there transitioning. They're thinking about, hey, do I do I want to get into biofarm? Do I want to get into tech? Do I want to, you know, all those other things? So I don't know how I'm going to combine these questions or how you're going to be able to explain these questions, but we could just talk through it, man, and, and see how we could how we could get it out to the folks. But first of all, you know, what are some points and situations that right away when you got into the corporate world, you're like, yeah, this is not the comp world. Yeah, right off the bat. Um, if you're coming from law enforcement, you automatically have this preconceived notion that you are due a certain level of respect when you step into <laughs> any given situation. Right, right. You know, and I'll be very honest with you. They do not care about the patches on your shoulder or the chevrons on, on your collar or the bars yeah. on your collar right. at all. Um, it, it is truly about a can you be a partner that can be a value add and help them with their problems? You know, they want you to help them solve their problems, not just tell them what to do. They want to know the why behind it. So I, that was like one of the most critical uh, points was just having an understanding of being a true partner, not just thinking everybody's just going to listen to you because yeah. of the title that you carry or that's your security, yeah, but yeah. they want a true partner in helping them uh, alleviate or, or, or not be a rogue block to them but help them actually get from point a to point b man it's it's funny that you say that i was literally you know i did a podcast record it's coming out later on big time john line weaver you know line weaver um And 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 I told him a little bit about like me, you know, I stepped away for a couple of years. I wanted to go be a cop, too. So I did that. When I came back, man, I had this thing that I'm like, hey, what I say goes. And it took me a little <laughs> bit because you're in the cop world. Hey, I, you know, I know the laws. I'm, I'll tell you what to do kind of thing. And uh, it took me a little bit of, of again, relearning relearning the the corporate world to rem, to remind myself that hey man you're no longer a cop and some of the things that you brought up about being a partner helping them solving problems not to be somebody that impedes the business right and, mm-hmm. and you're really helping things out man that is um that is key now on the biome farm kind of thing um and biopharmaceutical and for the folks that don't know it's the pharmaceutical side of the world uh and in the tech what were some of the things that you can maybe pull out of a hat maybe just one item that you think might have been like the big difference in between one um 
I, th- I think the security approach to one is a little bit different than the other. And, and you're probably dealing with um, animal rights groups or something like that. From what I've heard, I, I don't know anything about it, but I don't know. You tell me. No, definitely. One of the big things is, um, well, one of the bigger things is money. Sometimes <laughs> in, on the high tech side, you usually have a little bit more money you could play with. Yeah. Uh, on biofarm side, they usually it's kind of like, here's your bucket, go do great things. So that was like one of the and biggest things. And your bucket is really you know small. That, <laughs> is that what you're saying? It's a small little no, beach I'm bucket? Not, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> they, 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 they want you to squeeze blood from a rock. But no, um, yeah. it, no, but... Um, um, the way that you approach security, because um, specifically at some of the locations I was at, they want it to be a open ca- campus type environment. Right, right. But also at the same time, you do have situations where you're dealing with AREs or animal right extremists. You're dealing with protests and you have to be able to um, be able to hide things in plain sight right. um, for them not to know where specific areas or locations or not yeah. are, are at, but also at the same time, still have that welcoming opening type arms and be willing to allow them to discuss and to, um, for lack of better terms, to talk about why they don't think what we are doing is right. the right thing. So, right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I have friends in low places, as you know, very, very low places. <laughs> and uh, but I have heard that from the pharmaceutical people that like we protect, uh, you know, we usually like people, assets and reputation kind of thing. Um, at least the company I work for today, we, we protect those things and it's important to us. But uh, my buddy was like, oh, that's funny because we had uh, rats in, into our protection, you know, and it took me a second or two to realize, biofarm guy, it took me a second to realize, oh, animal testing. They have to, well, you got to test stuff, you know, yes. and, and I'm not going to say the company that he worked for, but, you know, they, they have to test stuff before they get into humans. So you, you're protecting animals in a way. Um, or kind of like, I think you alluded to it where you're, you're running these tests in areas that are plain open, but nobody knows that they're there because of maybe the testing and stuff that you're running. So that's a little bit different of a style of security or approach. No, definitely. And there has been many a times that I've been called to, um, I kind of felt like an animal control officer when you were on the PD. <laughs> I've had, I've had opportunities where uh, we have helped individual. Woo, sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> we, we have helped individuals find uh, mice that have gotten loose yeah, yeah. <laughs> and cordoned off areas so that they don't get out of a certain zone yeah. because they could contaminate other right. uh, testing that is going on. And yeah. there's like millions of dollars lost if that happens. So yeah, there is totally a different aspect of that. That's funny. Cause where I came from, we had to keep uh, Mickey and Minnie locked up so they wouldn't. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, that's my Disney time right there for everybody. So uh, you dealt with my site. That would, mice for a long time good times man exactly. all right hey so so there's you know there's usually a couple of things that that i that i i pull up or pull out our folks and um a lot of times there, there's a challenging piece to to when you go from one to the other and you you alluded to some of that before but outside of the challenging piece there's something that you come into uh from the law enforcement side that you had absolutely no clue that you had to deal with because you never came across. And a lot of times what I get from people are, hey, uh, I had no clue how to work access control systems. I, I was a cop on the road. All of a sudden, they, having me lead a team, 
that runs access control. Did you ever come into an operational need or thing that you came across and they said, now you're in charge of that? And then you go, what is that? Have you ever come yeah. across any of that? Access control is one, definitely fire systems. Did oh, not know man. other yeah. than just uh, like understanding acronyms of pass. I didn't even know what pass was when I was on law enforcement. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that there were different things from halo systems and things like that and what a piv or a ibv was and yeah, what it did yeah, and yeah. how water flowed into the building so no there's definitely opportunities for you to be able to learn different um like i said learn the different jobs within within corporate security but yeah that was definitely one of them yeah man i i felt i felt that way too a couple of different times uh, it's funny that you say halo uh, I, we, we had a small data center where I came from and all of a sudden we couldn't go inside of this. There was a fire issue and it was, since it was all racks, halo system came in to dry out the, the oxygen out of the room and uh, people are like, Oh no, man, you can't go in there. And I'm like, well, what just happened? Oh no, no. The suppression system, fire suppression system went on. And I said, Oh crap, everything got wet. Right. I had no clue. Just like and you. they laugh at you. They just laugh at yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> just like you, man. But, uh, but that, you know, that's a little bit of the differences that you got to learn. All these things don't just come to a law enforcement officer. Um, and that's the reason why I tell people all the time there are uh, groups like ASIS that if you join while, you know, in your last five, three, couple of years before you retire, you're able to join these groups, you can learn about all these things. And you can talk to a lot of folks that are in the industry that will help guide you through. Uh, I'll give you another one, intrusion detection systems. Like in law enforcement, you know, if you're a road guy, road gal, and, and you, that's what you do, you're not really dealing with intrusion detection systems. But I agree. What do you think? I know that you're heavily involved with the ASIS. I'm a CPP, right? We're, we're, we're in there. We're in the mix with the folks what do you think about that man does it does it really work does it help or is it a group that you can reach out to man what do you think no it definitely is it introduces you to people within different fields within security you can easily just reach out to individuals and ask them a question they're very helpful um will give you the time of day anytime you need it or will at least point you in the right direction or introduce you to someone else that can help you with questions so being able to have a a group of individuals that um are literally a phone call away or a text away is yeah. definitely beneficial. And other things that have helped me is just reading, jumping online. I don't know how many times a question just popped up in my head and I just Google it. Yeah. It's like, computers <laughs> are great. It's like, I need to know about X right. and the information is literally there at your fingertips. So yeah. uh, definitely reach out to individuals, jump online, read books, um, get to conferences, anything you can do to learn and to uh, make yourself more prepared as you step into this, uh, into this arena. Man, learn, learn, learn. You just gave me another one, man. You just gave me another one because great leaders in the corporate security world are always open to learning. They're open to everything. And the reason for that is because there's a good chance you're going to be working with folks that know their stuff. They've been in those fields that I just that you and I just talked about, access control, injury detection systems, cameras, camera softwares. They've been in those fields for a very long time. And a, a lot of problems that, that I've seen with law enforcement folks, military folks that come in because they, they've done 25, 30 years in their career. All of a sudden, they've got to come back down to like a beginner's level 
though you might be leading a team a lot of times, but you have to be that humble again in learning. Learning has to all of a sudden become your passion once again, I think. And I think the, the folks out there that are leading are the, the good ones. The good ones that are out there leading are always open-minded like that and willing to learn. Have you, have you gone through some of those processes as you grow? And I, and I, I know you well. I know you well, and I know how you operate. And from me to you, I think you are one of the best at staying humble, though. I, I mean, your background is amazing. Um, but always be willing to learn and being a thought partner. You, you, I, I know you and I, we love chatting, and, but it's a lot about changing, exchanging ideas and thoughts. Um, I don't know, man. What do you think? Yeah, and I think for me, especially coming into corporate security um i actually came in at one of the lowest levels as an officer like i said i didn't have any type of inclination of wanting to transfer over but i came in as an officer i literally worked my way up i took the opportunity that anytime i could have a seat at the table hey take it but just because you have a seat at the table kind of like you said even with your past experience doesn't mean you have to actually talk just to be able to sit there and listen you know listen to those other leaders at the table listen to who's asking the questions listen to what type of questions they're asking even listen to the answers that are coming back um and don't be afraid to get involved in every facet if, if, if don't ever think anything's beneath you right to be able uh, in this day and time especially in security it's like oh i don't want to be involved in systems no go and learn it i think taking those opportunities when they came my way uh, set me up for success to be able to uh, from doing everything from training to systems to working with fire systems chasing rats i don't know when that's going to help me the next time but at some given time it's going to help me right (laughs) Uh, it's going to help me in some given situation and kind of like we said um did defense tactics for a while in law enforcement it's like Take that tool, put it in your toolbox. You may not need it, but at one given time, you may need to put that on your belt. And it's nice to know that you have it in your toolbox. So always take the opportunity to learn, to grow, to sit at that table whenever whenever you're invited, and to do everything. Always be that person of like, hey, I'm your man, boss. Put me in. Hey, put me in, coach. Put me in. You get you get lots of you get lots of claps for that, man. You get lots of claps. Um, you know what's amazing, man, that 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 you just said. Um the most prepared in a room revolution. So I was putting a lot of uh, LinkedIn posts about being the most prepared, the most prepared in a room. And I think when you're transitioning from the military, law enforcement, emergency services and federal jobs, it's kind of a restart. You almost have to become the most prepared in a room again. That means you're going to you should take all the difficult tasks because, well, I don't know it. Well, it's good to learn. So if you've never done budgets, raise your hand, say, hey, I'm in coach. I'll take that. You learn it. You become better. And then all of a sudden they go, well, uh, standards. Well, I mean, I've never really thought about learning about it, doing, writing anything about it. Hey, boss, put me in. All right. Put me in, coach. I'll, I'll learn about standards, policies, procedures, right? Governance, any of those things that you don't know. You're going to have to do that as you transition once again. And I think when the time comes for an opportunity for you to, you to move up compared to everybody else, you've done the hardest jobs in the room that nobody wanted it. But because you did that opportunity now, you're the most prepared. You're the most prepared in a room, I think, with what you were saying. 
Yeah, definitely. It's um, we used to always say, know just enough to be dangerous. You don't have to be the SME in it, but you can at least understand the conversation around the table and be able to be a force multiplier and be able to add to that conversation if needed. Um, you went back to uh, I what you have posted on LinkedIn about being the most prepared. I still use that to this day. I reach out, as you know, I'll reach out to you. It's like, Hey, I got this meeting real quick. Do you know about X or I'll go read about it. I'll take notes. I'll have questions. And either those questions are asked or I'm just like, Oh, this was the question wasn't asked. And there's my opportunity. Yeah. Let me throw that out there. So. And the beauty about that, Terrell, the beauty about that, that people that are transitioning need to know is that even though I've been doing this for a long time, you've been doing this for a long time, I actually learned things from you and vice versa because you stomped me on a couple of things that you've asked. I go, dude, I, I, I you got me on there. I have absolutely no clue. And then what happens is that I'll look into it and then you look into it and together I find some things and then you send me some things and I was like, man, I, there you go. Uh, and I'm learning. Um, and it's a lot, a lot has to do with that kind of, kind of relation, well, relationship that we have, um, which has really been something awesome. You know, you, you, you got to put little coins here and there in that friendship bucket. And we tend to do that with each other pretty well and, and vice versa. And, and that's another thing too, for folks transitioning, you gotta, it's not all about you. You gotta put, yeah. you gotta give back. You have to create relationships with folks and, um, and, and that's, I think, how you move up, how you learn, how you all the all those things, right? Yeah, and I think another thing as far as like what transitioning, don't hold everything you know as this is what's going to help me. You know, <sighs> it's be willing to share anything, everything. I used to always say one thing I liked about law enforcement is that there was no such thing as plagiarism. I'm going to take what you know, and I'm going to turn it into mine, and I'm going to use it. Yeah. There's something that you say. It's like you don't want to be the tip of the spear. It's like, hey, let's let's actually lean on our fellow partners within this industry and try to learn. But one way, one thing that has to be uh, is a uh, fluid, uh, excuse me, information being able to flow back and forth. You can't just hold on to information. You have to be able to share it and willing to share it yep. uh, because we're not giving away trade secrets, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Okay. So here we go, man. You're touching up on some great stuff because where I came from, there was this old saying, I give this credit and I'm give credit straight back to the Disney company back in Orlando, Florida. We had to work with Universal Studios, SeaWorld, a lot of the hospitality business hotels. I mean, that's the entire business of Central Florida and for most of Florida. And we used to say one thing that we started with all these other companies as we invited them in for meetings was like security and safety is never a leading edge. So mm -hmm. we were willing to share everything that we had and everything that we knew about it. And then vice versa, what happened is that everybody started doing the same. And we became better as a group. We became better as companies. We became better at protecting our guests our people, our reputation, uh, you know, and everything you can imagine, our properties. But because we literally took that tagline seriously, and by the way, this was a, uh, in, 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 with the ASIS group out of Orlando, Greater Orlando S ASIS, back in the day, they've been around for a very long time. One of the reasons why, by the way, I became a CPP was because everybody at that time, this is years ago now, were, you know, 2000s, it was a big deal because we all came together and they said, we're going to do this. But yeah, so here, here's the tagline, security and safety should never be a leading edge for any company, right? Unless you are like a security uh, software or something grouped in that. Well, that's a whole different thing. But, but as, a, as a whole, 
So real good stuff, man. Um, I really appreciate, you know, everything you're saying, because ultimately it's about being humble. Once again, it's about kind of starting from the roots like you uh, at 19 years of age. This is while I'm still trying to get my little college degree, criminal justice, University of Central Florida, go Knights. Um, I started as a little officer. I remember working in the back gate of Animal Kingdom while it was being built with literally animals coming up to me in my three by three wooden shed with a shower curtain as my door with swamp water and rain and hurricanes and everything else freezing my butt off um anyway so and i'm sure we have a lot of a lot of stories like that of just moments in time that you're like how did no how did i, I get I, here I, i've never had it that bad <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going there. I well, I forgot that. you're in California, so I'm gonna call you Hollywood Security, as a lot of the Marines call all the Marines out of uh, out of a Camp Pendleton, uh, like on this side of town, the Marine. Uh, what is it, Hollywood Marines that come yeah. out of there instead of uh, um, what is it? Uh, Paris Island on the other side. So, right. Yeah, there you go, man. Hey, very good, Terrell. Look, man, we're coming up, man. We got about five minutes left. And I usually ask the folks to kind of bring bring up one or two things that uh, you really deeply believe that will help somebody that's transitioning, you know, get to where they want to get to. Um, and this this is about the time, man. So if you can help the folks that are transitioning from the military, law enforcement, uh, any of those folks, um, if you can do that for me, man, throw them something that, that will help them through their transition. And I think we touched on that earlier, uh, just being willing to raise your hand and do in any job you can possibly do to learn about security. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, step up to take on a new task or role, something that you do not feel confident in. Um, don't think that anything's beneath you. Um, kind of like I said, I went from 10 plus years in law enforcement to probably the lowest position within security itself. And yeah. it has definitely helped me and helped propel to where I am right now. Um, <clears throat> so just have an open mind about um, what you want to do in security. Be willing to learn, be willing to reach out to individuals and be willing to share what you know and the overall knowledge that you have. Sharon is caring, you know, yes, it is. huggies yes, it is. for everybody. Um, no, man, level plus. That, that's it. That's it, man. Um, well, listen, bud, um, always awesome to see you. Thank you for no. giving back to, to kind of the law enforcement, military folks and the emergency, you know, management folks and, and the folks in the federal careers, man, this is big. I know you're a big fan of those folks. I know I'm a big fan of those folks. We've had some great Without conversations about it. Um, we're big fans of, of America as a whole. And um, and a lot of those folks are the ones that are out there uh, fighting for us, you know, and doing the right things with what they have, what they have to. And sometimes, as you know, it's not much and they got to do it with what they got, you know. Yeah, ultimate respect for them. Um, don't know if I would even be able to do the do the same job, you know, in this day and time. So nothing but ultimate respect for everybody that's out there in that public service arena. Yeah, man. Today, today's definitely a little bit of different times, even when my couple of years there as a cop and then as a reservist. So uh, that's for sure. Well, listen, me amigo. 
thank you very much for coming out. Uh, I truly appreciate it, brother. Uh, thanks for imparting, like I said, all your wisdom uh, and, and sharing it with some folks and with the sharing is caring model. Uh, you you are the man. I appreciate you, buddy. So uh, in uh, in closing, I just want to thank uh, once again Terrell Brown from Gusto coming hanging out with us out here. Uh, Yours truly, the corporate security translator and the author of So You Want to Get Into Corporate Security, hanging out, checking out, cashing out with another awesome episode with my main man, Terrell Brown. So take care, everybody. Good to see you. And we'll check you out later. All right. Thanks a lot, Carlos. Appreciate it. You got it, buddy. See ya.